God for it. Tonight I'd like for you to turn with me please to Leviticus chapter 4. And I'd just like to read a little bit beginning in verse 1. Leviticus chapter 4 and verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak of the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done, and shall do against any of them, if the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head, and kill the bullock before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the bullock's blood, and bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation, and the priest shall dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord, before the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar of the sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour out, pour all the blood of the book at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take off from it all the fat of the bullock for the sin offering, the fat that covereth the inwards, and all the fat that is upon the inwards, and the two kidneys, and the fat is upon them, which is by the flanks, and the call above the liver with the kidneys, it shall be taken away, as it was taken off from the bullock of the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar of the burnt offering, and the skin of the book, and all his flesh, with his head, and his legs, and his inwards, and his dung. Even the whole book shall be carried forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out, and burn him on the wood with fire, where the ashes are poured out, shall he be burnt. Father, we ask you in Jesus' name that you will help the Holy Spirit, you'll use the Holy Spirit to help our infirmities of understanding thy word, give us clear understanding, and we'll praise you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, there's several preachers that I've known in the past as serve the Lord faithfully. I mean faithfully for years and years. And then as they get down in the old age, they somehow or another go crazy or do something crazy. And that's what people remember. All the good stuff, they forget. What they remember is their sin. Now I want to show you something if I can, please. That's the reason I say a, a, a sinner can do nothing for a sinner. Amen? All we can do, all any human being can do is point somebody to the one that can help you when it comes to the sin matter. Now I want you to watch this, verse 3. If the priest that is known to do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. There are three things we need to see that are mentioned here. Number one is sin. Number two is a sinner. Number three is a sin offering. Or 
remedy. It seems a shame that even the anointed men of God commit sin, but they do. Verse 3 said, If the priest that is anointed do sin. One is said, I was reading behind this man, he said, One is said, A preacher of the word do sin. When a preacher of the word do sin, the, like the town clock going wrong, others are apt to be led astray by their example. Another is said, The sins of teachers are teachers of sin. Now I thank God, like every other sinner, though, we have an advocate. Amen. I don't care if you're a preacher or you're a man of God or you're just a, just a man that's been saved by the grace of God or if you're a sinner of any kind, all of us have an advocate. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. One of the things that got me thinking on this subject is a lady came to me this morning was in church said, Preacher, do you ever feel like that uh, you're just not worthy of God's love and God saving your soul every moment of my life? Amen. I mean it. She said, oh, thank God. She said, I thought I was the only one. She said, I was beginning to doubt my salvation, uh, beginning to doubt that I was even saved at all. I said, that has nothing to do with your salvation. Thank God for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that He convicts me every day of my life. When I do something stupid and crazy, the Holy Spirit lets me know very quickly you behave yourself. And because we're examples to the world. But I don't care if you're a good person or a bad person. If you're, if you're a child of God, we have an advocate with the Father. And First John... 2 verse 1, My little children, these things write unto you, that if any man sin, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now, some verses in Scripture that we need to remember on this subject. Luke chapter 2 verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. You know what's so important about that? There is no other Savior. The only Savior from sin is the Lord. Amen? It's not man. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Hebrews seven twenty five. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. You know what that uttermost means? It means to the very end. Right on. I had a holiness preacher uh, tell me one time, he said, you got to hold out to the end to be saved. The Bible said, he that holdeth out to the end shall be saved. Now, any, everybody that knows anything about the book of Revelation knows that that's the ones that hold out through the tribulation period to the end of the tribulation period he's talking about, and that's being saved of life, not of sin. Amen? And so you have to understand what the Bible is talking about. And you know what I told him? Thank God I'm going to hold out to the end when I get to heaven. That'll be the end. Amen? Now, every sinner must have a sacrifice for their sin before God. Now, verse 3 again, I want you to read it. If the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin offering, or his sin, which he has sinned, a young bullock without blemish, unto the Lord for a sin offering. A sacrifice must be blameless. The ox or lamb for a sin offering, 
could not have any physical deformities in him. Our Lord Jesus Christ was perfect in the eyes of God. He was all holy. He was all blameless. He was perfect. And He was all man. And He is all God. Therefore, uh, there had to be an identification. Now, an imputation of the officer of the offering or the guilty for the innocent. Look at verse 4 with me, please. And he shall bring the bullock under the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. I want to ask you something. When you read that, what do you think about that poor bullock? He ain't done nothing. Amen? He's innocent. He hadn't done a thing. But they said, here's the priest now. He said, he shall bring the bullock under the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head and kill the bullock before the Lord. Now let me show you how that works. Jesus hadn't done anything wrong, but he was killed for my sake. Now, Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It pleased God the Father to bruise His Son, Jesus. We confess our sins and by faith lay our hands of appropriation of Him. Jesus gave Himself for us. Then the third thing, (coughs) the life of the sacrifice must be taken. Now, kill the bullock before the Lord, verse 4 said. Just as this bullock had to die before the Lord, Jesus had to die before God the Father for the sinner. Jesus offered himself without spot under God the Father. The fat of the sacrifice must be burnt on the altar. Verse 8 through verse 10. Now, go with me to verse 31 of chapter 4. Verse 31. And he shall take away all of the fat thereof, as the fat is taken away from off the sacrifice of peace offerings, and the priest shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet Savior unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. <clears throat> the fat was a sweet Savior unto the Lord. Every time I think about that, I think about these Catholic priests coming in, they've got this little incense of, uh, smoke coming up out of this pot and they come down the aisle and I, I was at a funeral service when I saw this stuff for the first time in my life. Now what in the world are they doing? And that, that incense that they got in that thing, they got it from the Bible. They got it out of here. But they took it out of context. Now I want you to watch this. The fat burning, that sweet smell to God going up to heaven. That was a sweet Savior. That means that God is satisfied with it. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 11 and 12, it says, For the bodies of these beasts, whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, are burnt without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, <clears throat> that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Did you know that God cannot look upon sin, but He loves a sinner? Matthew 27, verse 46. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is to say, My God, my God, 
Why hast thou forsaken me? When Jesus took his last breath upon the face of this earth, he was dying for the sins of men, and God, holy God the Father, could not look upon him. But Jesus became our perfect sin sacrifice. And that was a sweet Savior. As Jesus was dying on that cross, that was a sweet Savior to God going up to the Holy Father in heaven, which means he was satisfied with the offering. The blood of the sacrifice must be sprinkled. Now back up with me and look at verse 6. <clears throat> verse 6. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord, before the veil of the sanctuary. Now the first thing you've got to understand, seven in the Bible is completion. And when he says sprinkle the blood seven times, that means a complete satisfaction with God. Now, what that means, notice how it was to was sprinkled. Before the Lord, number one. Before the veil, number two. On the altar of incense, number three. Then all that was left was poured out at the bottom of the altar of burnt offering. Why do you think Jesus was outside of Jerusalem to be crucified? Because he was in type like this animal that had to be killed outside the camp. Jesus didn't just die for the Jews. Jesus died for the whole sins of the whole world. That's how he, why he had to go outside the camp. All these typologies of Christ pouring out his soul unto death on the cross is a type of Jesus dying for us. The priest sprinkled the blood on his way out. Salvation is from God to man, not man to God. Somebody says, I found God. No, you didn't. God found you. Amen? Salvation is the Lord, not man. The poured out blood at the altar is where a sinner meets with God. The blood makes atonement. Now, at the altar of sacrifice, we have atonement. That is, we've made back with God. At the altar of incense, we have intercession. The blood before the veil speaks of access. The blood sprinkled seven times before the Lord means in Christ we have a perfect standing before the Lord. Now turn over to Hebrews chapter 10 with me. I love the book of Hebrews because it deals with law and grace. It teaches of sacrifices of the Lord Jesus Christ and the bull, the goats, and so on. And it explains it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness, granted the holiness by the blood of Jesus. Did you know that Jesus invites all of us sinners today to come unto Him? And we have perfect access. We have, somebody said, oh, I don't want to go to God with this. No, no. I enter with boldness before God because He told me to. And there's only one way you can do that. And that's through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. By a new and living way which He has consecrated for us through the veil. That is to say, His flesh. And having the high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Now, the results of the sacrifice... It makes it possible then for any sinner to reach the heart of God. Now let's go back, please, to Leviticus chapter 4 and look with me in verse 26. Verse 26. 
and he shall burn all his fat upon the altar as the fat of the sacrifice of peace offerings and the priest shall make an atonement for him as according his sin and it shall be forgiven him now Romans chapter 4 verses 7 and 8 said having blessed are saying blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin and in verse 36 we have assurance look at verse 36 we have the assurance of God I'm sorry I, I was in the book of Hebrews but uh, uh, John 1 and verse 29 John said behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world I thank God that we have the assurance of salvation through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and when I read about this uh, animal being sacrificed and God giving a description of our salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus went without the camp to die for me and you and the whole world. Amen? And I'm so glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? And what thrills me when I'm reading the Bible is that I've told people ever since I've been studying the Word of God, if you look for Jesus on every page, He's there. He's there, and that's where the blessing comes from. Father, would you go with us on our way home this week and watch over us? Protect our people from the devil and his and his imps of hell, Lord. They're after us every day like the little foxes nipping at the grapes. And I pray, dear God, you'll defeat him in the blood of the Lamb, that we can have a good week in the Lord. And bless everyone now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.